What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and today I am joined by a very special guest. Most podcast listeners will know her as the person that Anthony lives with, to whom he's related by marriage. We know her as Michelle, and she will be joining me to talk about the upcoming season of Outlander. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And this is you said this is your first time recording a podcast. First time recording a podcast. But you're a teacher. You you've dealt with Zoom, you know, and and wrangling kids. So this should be this should be a cakewalk for you. Yeah, it should be easy. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about Outlander. Um, The new season finally, finally comes back on March 6th, which is next Sunday. We have been in Droughtlander now for 656 days. This is the longest hiatus between seasons. And we know a lot of that had to do with COVID. Um, This season is going to be very short. They're only giving us seven episodes, but then we'll get an extended season for the following season. I think the next Season is supposed to be like 17 episodes. We usually get around 10. 10 Yeah, 10 or 2. I think we started when the show first started. I think we got 13 episodes for the first two seasons. And then it kind of dwindled down to where it's now like a 10 episode season. So but um, so we just we're just going to talk about Outlander just a little bit, because the last time the show aired, this podcast wasn't even in existence. <laughs> so that's how long it's it been. doesn't even seem that long, I guess, because I can just click on stars and keep watching it over and over again. Yes. It doesn't seem that long, but I guess so. It has it has been a long time, a very long time we've been waiting. But um, so we're just going to talk a little bit about Outlander, about our love for the show and how we got into it. Just kind of an intro to also get the listeners used to Michelle so that once we start talking about the show, we can just get a move on. So how did you get into the show or how did you get into the stories in general? And this could be book or the show. Well, it started with the show. So I can actually tell you the exact date that I actually start watching season one. So I've seen the previews for season one. I'm like, okay, that looks kind of interesting. So I just remember it was actually 2016 Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. And Anthony and Bailey went to go visit his mom. And my mom and sister was off at a wedding. So I'm like, okay, I have nothing to do. So I'm just going to watch some shows. And then I saw that Stars was having a free weekend. Ah. I said, okay, this is the time that I should start this show, Outlander. I love romance and I love time travel. So let's get into it. That first episode, I was hooked. I mean, I stayed in that bed and watched the whole entire season (laughs) and started on season two. Because at that point, season two had a few episodes that had already aired. Okay. And, And one episode was coming on that night. So I binge watched season one okay you you sound a little bit like me I can't remember the exact date (laughs) but I do remember it was actually the day before the season two finale aired okay I was sitting at home by myself uh well actually no the kids were here but they were like upstairs doing their own thing I was cleaning up downstairs and stars actually had a marathon of the whole first two seasons that weekend so It's been on my radar forever. Like I've had the books forever and just never had a chance to pick up and read them. And when the show came on, I was like, oh, I want to watch this and just never got around to it. 
So I was like, okay, I'm going to start watching this and just see a couple of episodes and see how it is. I started watching episode one, kind of like you, I fell in love. In between cleaning up and sitting on the couch, I binge watched all of season one and I think maybe a couple of episodes of season two all in one go. So when I went to bed, it was like maybe four or five o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. I slept for a few hours. I got up. I watched the rest of season two and I finished about 15 minutes before the finale premiered. Wow. Then as I was watching the finale, my younger daughter is coming down the stairs and she's just looking at the TV and she'll sit there and say, well, what's going on here? And she'll ask questions and she'll leave and she'll come back. And I forgot it was one particular part. She came downstairs for it because season two, you know, was the battle of Culloden. Mm-hmm. And after the episode aired, like she sat down and watched the last 15 minutes with me. And after the episode aired, she said, okay, I need you to start that over. So I literally started my second rewatch that same night. <laughs> And have just been hooked ever mm-hmm. since. So mm-hmm. what was it about the show that drew you to it? I really want to say it was the relationship between Jamie and Claire. Okay. And also I love, well, I love time travel, but it's not time travel. So it's time travel, but not the time travel. But I'm going to tell you that I watch every romance that has time travel, like about time, time traveler's wife, the lake house. And some people will know that, you know, I'm going to laugh because, you know, Anthony has this thing about time. He does. And I understand that dealing with sci-fi, the time travel in that can get a little icky, but in Mm -hmm. the romance, you just got to go with it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You just have to kind of go with it. So you Mm -hmm. go with it here. And I just like also the background and history that is actually historical facts in there, too. Mm-hmm. And just their relationship and the characters. Right. That just kind of like pulled me. And I have a little secret that I never admit to anyone. Uh-oh. So after I watched the first season on that one day, I went to Google and I didn't look up all the books and kind of got an idea of how the story was going to go. Ah, OK. So <laughs> you probably know more than I do at this point, because I've read books one through six I stopped in the middle of seven because I got a little bored like there's this part where they're traveling over the water and I even forget where they're going but they're on this ship and it's kind of like the whole you've heard us talk about it before um you know the walking through the woods Mm -hmm. type it's it's like that in this book and I just got to a point where I was like I can't do this and I haven't picked it up since okay but I know a little bit of the things that happen in the subsequent books. And I know she just came out with her ninth book uh, back in December. I don't know anything about that story. Don't want to know anything about it because at this point, I feel like, you know, the way it is when I'm watching adaptations from page to screen, if I didn't read the books first and I start out with the show or the movie, then I'll finish that first before I go to the books because I don't want the books to taint my view of the show and be like, oh, mm-hmm. they forgot this and they didn't do that. So it's a little bit easier if since I started with the show first, you know, to kind of read up until this point. And then that way I can make sure I'm not getting ahead of myself or I just don't build up expectations that they may not be able to meet. Mm-hmm. Because again, 
you know, they only give us 10 episodes for the most part. These books are huge. Yes, they are. They and are I only, so huge. I only went, I only looked up three books. So I'm oh, not okay. ahead. So oh. that evening, uh, that evening, I just looked up three books okay. up until like, give me some idea about season two and some information. And when I looked it up, it was general information. So I wasn't getting like in-depth stories. Oh, so you have so no idea what's special. I have no, no idea. Like when we go to the Dragon Con and I sit in the, the panels and I have sat in panels where they said, okay, we're going to discuss the book. It's still not the same because you're giving me just a couple of glimpses. Mm-hmm. However, I'm starting to read book one and what I find myself doing, which is causing me to um, take a long time reading this book, is that I'm reading like a chapter and then I go back and I turn on the episode and uh, then I start comparing and I need to stop that. Yes, I need to just read the whole entire book and then go back and look at the season, not yeah. episode by episode. I'm like, oh, th- okay, that was different from the book. Mm-hmm. I can't do that anymore. You it, I mean, literally, yourself nuts. I have. It's taken two weeks to get through a couple of chapters because I'm going back and forth. Don't so do I that can. to yourself. Don't do that to yourself. Just go through the first book. And then after you finish reading the book, then go back and look at the show, because I will say this is one of the shows that they stay pretty true to the books for the most part. You know, of course, whenever you do an adaptation, there are some things they're going to change because it translates differently on screen if they try to do it the way the book is or for time purposes or filming purposes or whatever. But they stay pretty true to the book. And it's very enjoyable. There are some things that they leave out, but I think the core, especially those first two seasons, like the first two seasons, you have all of the stuff back and forth with Black Jack Randall. Yes. Those, whether you read that in the book or whether you watch it in the show, is going to be hard to get through. It's going to be emotional, but they nailed it. Like those first two seasons even though I love what they've done with the subsequent seasons, you can't get past those first two seasons. Those first two seasons like are so emotional and gut wrenching mm. and hard to watch. It really is. But they're so brilliant. And the ones who've seen it, like especially towards the end of season one. I mean, at one point when I first watched that day, I was like, OK, do I need to turn this off? Like I feel, I felt like I was in the room with them and I need to turn around. I don't need to see this. Right. Do I need to go get help? I mean, it really pulls you in. It does. And that's how you connect um, to these characters. And that's why I'm still here well, mm-hmm. and loving it. Yes. So that was season one and season two. Whew. I know. And we've gone through so much since then. But this yes. season, I think... It's going to be interesting to see how they do the seven episodes, because what they did last season, um, they took some of book five and some of book six. Okay. And they pulled some of that into season five. And I think some of the story from season, I mean, from book five, they're pulling into this next season so it's it's gonna kind of back and forth yeah back and forth but like all of the stuff that happened with claire at the end of last season that didn't happen until the next book they kind of brought that forward i guess to go ahead and close out that whole storyline with the browns browns but that situation claire's rape and how she deals with it it's very different from the way that it's described in the book like in the show you know Thankfully, they don't show us 
her, you know, getting raped because, you know, we've all agreed. We've seen enough of that on TV. So what they did was they had her kind of going into her mind during the instances where that happened. And she was envisioning herself in the future with her family, you know, with everybody. with Jamie. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen in the books. So that was a very nice uh, departure from the story, you know, just to kind of see visually how Claire deals with that trauma while it's happening. Um, the I want to say one thing about that. Mm-hmm. I was actually surprised. Well, I mean, since I haven't read the books, I was actually surprised that it would happen. I would I always thought that it wouldn't happen to her because it it happened a lot in the show. It happened to other, you know, other characters. So when it did, I mean, I was I was devastated because I'm like, she has survived so much. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, OK, I mean, she has made it through almost at a certain point. She was almost but she made it through. She survived. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was it was actually devastating to me because I didn't think this would ever happen to Claire. But yeah. I like what she said afterwards. She was like, I survived losing two husbands. I survived the war. I survived this and I will survive this. Mm-hmm. This would not take me. Right. So, yeah, it was start crying in a minute. But yes, it was heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And, and reading it in the books, it was a little bit more because the I, I believe if I'm not mistaken, the first the first person who raped her, it wasn't it wasn't anything I don't think that was planned. It just it just kind of sort of happened. It's like he was using her for comfort. And then it was one of those things where that frenzy starts and he was like, OK, OK, OK. I, and he's apologizing to her the whole time because he's thinking mm-hmm. about his. I think his dead wife or something like that. So it was it was one of those really weird things. It's like this guy is apologizing. He doesn't want to do this, but he's doing it. And then it just kind of starts a trickle effect and it just gets worse and worse. And it was just like that was one of the hardest things I've ever had to read in a book. Mm. And I wondered how they were going to do that on screen and do it in a way that wasn't exploitative. You know, because I I know a lot of people like we're both Game of Thrones fans. Like, yes, when all of that happens in Game of Thrones, there were a lot of people who were like, okay, you know what? We've seen this one too many times. We don't need to That's see. Enough. Yeah. So I wondered how they were going to do it in a way that um respected the the story that was being told, but not exploited as well. And I think they did a really good job they of that. But we don't need to see that anymore. No. I mean, and the sad thing is, it's the 1700s. Unfortunately, those types of things, you know, are happening. Yeah, because men don't respect women in in that time. And that's just one of those things that happens. But um, that's okay, because those guys got what what was coming to them. Yes, killed them all. Killed Killed them all. all. Mm -hmm. And I mean, even the way that he said it, Mm -hmm. when you read it in the books, it's he feel he, it. he captures that emotion perfectly and it was just like you don't want to root for people to die but you're like yes kill all of them kill them all kill them all but um yeah so um this season we have the addition of the christie family and i don't know if you know much about them and how they play no. into this story 
This is going to be very interesting. Okay. That was the question I had. I was, my first question was for season six, what, what book does that correlate with? But you said it's going to be between five and six. Yes. I believe that one is a breath of snow and ashes or an echo in the bone. It's one of those two. Okay. I I want to say it might, no, echo in the bone is book seven, I think. So I think it's a breath of snow and ashes. So are we done with the Browns? I, w- I would think so, because I believe they were all killed. Except the end for the, of- they were. But then at the end, Jamie brought the brother, the, the body, and he said, OK, later, I'll get you later. Thank you for bringing his um, body to us. But I'll see you later. I don't remember. So then I was like, OK, well, I maybe, gotta go back and read. maybe the Browns will that brother will be in season six to revenge his brother's death. But. He don't want that smoke. I know. I'm like, it's, I mean, he, they killed the entire men that went with his brother to capture Claire. So right. I'm figuring you may just want to leave this alone. Just he came alone. respectfully to you. Just leave gave it you alone. the body and yeah. just leave, leave it be. So right. I'm just because wondering. Jamie lit the cross and everybody was like, oh, we're going to war. He was like, no, they took my wife. Everybody's like, okay, let's ride. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so. When somebody can command that kind of loyalty. Mm-hmm. Just don't mess with them. Just leave, just leave Jamie and Claire alone. You know what? Your brother did what he did. His men did what they did to Claire, which I don't know why y'all would think that was okay, but okay. Y'all all got killed and got killed in a very, very horrible way. Wait. Just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Mm-hmm. We don't need, I don't, I don't need to see any of the Browns ever again. Just leave that alone. Because I'm okay. telling you, the Christie's is that they, they are going to bring okay. enough drama, girl. So you have Tom Christie, who is the father. You have Alan and you have Malva, who are his daughter and son. Tom was actually in prison, Arts Mirror, with Jamie. So then they know each other from Arts Mirror. Okay. Um, the thing about Tom is he is one of those um, overly religious people. So I don't know if you've seen the trailers. But I have, and I yeah. re- rewatched it before this. So mm-hmm. yes, they do have him in there. They're building a church. You can see that from the trailer. Mm-hmm. And, and you can and see whole... there's some, you know, tension there between them when they were talking about, you know, how to respect me on, you know. Right. Like my ridge, in so. Fraser's Ridge, my word yeah, goes. Word is like not, not over the word of God. I'm like, oh, I'm like, Tom, how did that work out for you? But again, I'm not going to say anything since you haven't seen it, but it's going to be interesting to see how they play the dynamics with this family and all the chaos they cause in the books. Because when I tell you, it was a lot. It was a lot. Now we see in the trailer, a new woman. Is that the daughter? Yes. He has dark. Okay. Dark long hair. That's, that's Malva. And it's going to be interesting to see how they put her in this story because in the books, she is actually Claire's apprentice and not um, Marsley. Okay. So how they're going to introduce her in the story and put her in the story, maybe because of everything that happened um, 
with the attack, you know, Marsley was hurt during the attack. And, you know, of course she gave birth at the end of last season. So maybe that is her moment where she says, okay, I can't do this anymore. Or maybe, you know, she has to take care of the baby. She's on maternity leave. She's on maternity leave. There you go. So they may be in that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That could be the way to get her in. Yeah. But that's going to be interesting. Because when I say they cause a lot, I'll put it like this. They're not going to wrap up that Christy storyline or they're not going to like, we only have seven episodes this season. Mm. Yeah. That all of that drama and everything that they bring, that's going to carry over into the next season. I guarantee it. It has to, because you also have to deal with the revolution and where they fall with the revolution. So Mm -hmm. you can't have that family and the revolution and tie everything up. No, that's not going to happen. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, The other interesting thing that we will have to deal with that they have hinted at is Fergus this season. Now, Fergus is one of my absolute favorite characters. That's book, that's screen, whatever. Young Fergus, older Fergus. I love Fergus. He's one of my favorite characters. In these books, uh, particularly book six, Fergus goes through some emotional stuff. Okay. And there is a lot, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. Um, I don't know if they're bringing that into um, this season, but in one of the, one of their children ends up with what um, I believe is Down syndrome or some, no, he has uh, dwarfism. Okay. And that causes uh, a little bit of not necessarily friction between him and Marsley, but it's just one of those things where it, Fergus kind of takes it to heart because, of course, you know, when when someone's born different, especially in those times, you know, back then they would they would, you know, counsel the parents to like kill the ch- kill the child or leave them out for the animals to take them or, you know, that kind of thing. But of course, you know, Marcelie is not about to do that. She's like, no, this she's is my not. child regardless. But that's something that Fergus has to deal with in the books. You know, he's already dealing with feeling like he's less than because he only has one hand. He can't contribute in the same way that other men on the ridge can. And then now they have a child with dwarfism. And it's just one of those things where we see Fergus go through a lot of um, emotional and mental difficulties. And they've been suggesting that that's going to come in this season. And I'm okay. I would love to see it, but at the same time, I'm not ready to be crying like that. No. Because Fergus is my baby. That's one of my absolute favorite characters. Absolute favorite characters. So, but I'm excited to see him get more screen time. I was going to say, I'm excited to see that because he really hasn't had any. Not much. For a while. So, Mm -hmm. I think last season he had a little bit more. But um, yeah, that's been one of those things where I was like, you know, Fergus is supposed to be like, he was the first child, if you really think about it. He was Jamie and Claire's first child. And there are certain things about Fergus that does bother me, like the fact that he still calls them my lord and my lady. I'm like, why is he still calling them? <laughs> that has always bothered me. And rewatching I mean, it when he was saying that he will go and kill for her, he did. He said, I will kill my lady. Mm-hmm. Okay, just say I will kill. You mm-hmm. know, don't even worry about saying my lady. Yeah, he will. He that that that's his mama and his daddy, and he's gonna do what he can for them. Right, which but is why my I lady. don't understand. Right, you I can just say 
Like Marcy said, ma, you hurt my ma. Yeah. Uh, yes. So that's one of the things that's always bothered me, but it's it's cool. Uh, as long as we get to see more Fergus, I, I'm good with it. Now, the other rumor I heard is that we are getting, and I don't know if this is the case. I heard that we may be getting uh, Bonnie Prince Charlie back. <laughs> Mark me. <laughs> I don't know if this is true. I don't know if it's going to be flashbacks or if we're seeing him because, you know, he kind of got exiled after Culloden and all of that stuff. Yes. I don't know. But I saw that somewhere online that we were getting him. I was like, oh, my God, if I have to hear Mark me one more time, like it, it got to a point where I felt like we could have a drinking game with those two words when he was Mm -hmm. on season two. It was just like. Mark me. Oh, okay. Because he said it so much, but he was a hilarious character. Now, if so, was he on the red carpet this past? Was it this past weekend? Yes, it was this past weekend. Okay. I, I didn't want to look at anything on Facebook or anything on that. I don't because- think he was there. Um, The only person that I saw that was surprising to me was Stephen Cree. He plays Big Ian. Uh You know, Jamie's Uh brother-in-law, he was on the red carpet and I knew because he's in discovery of witches as gallo glass. Right. So he still has the hair and the beard. So I'm looking at the red carpet and I see this guy and I think he had on a red shirt and a leather jacket. And I was watching it on my phone at lunch and I'm just looking. I was like, wait, is that is that Stephen? I was like, wait, why is he at the, like, I'm sitting here like, okay, are we getting big in back? Like, are we wait, going back I'm to looking Scotland? Are we, like, how, how would that be? Cause I don't, if I remember correctly from the books and it's been probably, it's probably been about two and a half years since I've read one of the books or since mm-hmm. I last read the book. I don't recall them. They, I don't think at that point that I've been up to they've not gone back to scotland like i think there's been some letters back and forth but nothing that would indicate that we would be seeing ian so maybe he was just there to support you know support, as, you know he just finished discovery, discovery of witches right so maybe he was there to support but i don't know can we have a he travels no he took a little trip to tell them about tell jamie about his sister i don't know how would you even fit that in? And if I it's not know. even in the books. I'm thinking if if we're a talking. Flashback? That's what I'm thinking, especially if they're talking about bringing Bonnie P- Prince Charlie back in. Like yeah, it has it, to be flashbacks to like maybe right before Culloden or right mm-hmm. after Culloden. Something like that, especially since they're bringing in Tom Christian. We know that he was in prison with Jamie after Culloden. So that has to, maybe that, that will tie that in, will be tie in somehow. Yes. Either way it goes. I, I, Stephen <laughs> Cree on my screen. I'm, I'm happy. I will be yes, happy. I'll enjoy that too. It will be a pleasant surprise too, because mm-hmm. nobody would be thinking that that was coming. No, so. not at all. That's why I didn't really want to watch the red carpet because you will see someone like, wait a second, you haven't been in this show in a long time or, who could you be playing? So right, but yeah. you have to watch. You have to at least look at the pictures because when I tell you they were all dressed to the nines. Oh, I, I've, I've seen some of those pictures. Good. Yes. And even Katrina, she wasn't there because you know she she's 
a recent uh, new mother. Mm-hmm. She had a baby last year and she, you know, decided that she was going to do it virtually because, you know, safety and, you know, thinking about her child first, which is understandable. But even for her being virtual, not on the red carpet, when I tell you that woman was serving some looks, I was like, I love this. They, they, they just look so good, but you have to see them. And the interviews are so funny because I like seeing them. I like seeing them interact outside of the show because mm-hmm. you can kind of see the chemistry with all of them, even in real life. And that translates very well on screen. On screen. Mm-hmm. Um, the other interesting part of the story to uh, keep your eye on are the Beardsley twins. Because them and, um, oh my God, Lizzie. Yes. Yeah, that, that, that becomes a very interesting story in the books. And okay. I have a feeling they're going to bring that to light on the show. Season six? Yeah. I th- Let's I think see, there's a lot of things to bring to us in season six, only in seven episodes. Mm-hmm. Are they super episodes or just a regular size you episode? You know, I don't know. They might. Mm. I think we're gonna have to look that up. We'll have to look that up and 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 figure that out. I mean, at this point, yeah, you're right. It kind of maybe not too much over an hour, but they've got to get a, give us at least a full hour because I think in the past most of the episodes have been like 45, 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. So. They gotta get that's a lot. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. lot too. It's a lot. It's, it's it's quite a bit. The Christies, you have the Revolution. Oh, some old characters, new maybe. characters. So maybe Love Triangle or yeah. extra. And then I would expect Claire is still dealing with PTSD mm-hmm. because we don't know exactly where the story is going to take up. Uh, pick up yet i do know that at the premiere last week uh people who had virtual tickets who purchased virtual tickets they were able to see i think the first episode but luckily i haven't seen any spoilers which is good so we'll just have to wait and see about that but yeah they they've got a lot to fit in there and then i think the other interesting thing is the fact that um Brianna and Roger are still in the 1700s because in the books, they actually did go back to the future. But at that point, they also, at this point in the story, in the books, they've also had a second child. They've had a daughter and the daughter has, um, she has a heart condition that there's really no fix for in this day and age in the 1700s. So that's one of the determining factors for them going back to the future because they have to, in order to get um, medical help. Yeah. In order to get her the medical help that she needs. And then there's a whole other story that takes place because in the books, when they go back to the future, uh, Brianna and Roger actually take over the ruins of Lallybrock and they work on getting it fixed up. And there's like this whole thing with the kids where there's somebody that they keep seeing. And I don't know, I haven't gotten that far in the story yet to tell if it was a ghost or if it was somebody actually threatening them, but it was, it's a lot. And I don't know if they're going to do that in this story because we haven't seen Brianna with another baby. Um, 
obviously they're still in the 1700s so they may be reworking that part of the story or they may get to it later next season yeah the next season pushing it yeah but yeah there's there's a lot that they that they have to tackle and like i said these books are mammoth so obviously i wonder how much how much longer do you think this is going to go um as far as the show i'm hoping they will stick with it for as long as the books are but like i said she just released book nine in december Mm -hmm. and i think it had been several years between uh book eight and book nine and so she's working on book 10 now but if if it goes the way that book nine went it may be another five six years before we even get book 10 right because it was 2014 when written in my own heart's blood came out okay okay yeah and then 2020 for go tell the bees Mm -hmm. that i am gone so is the next book her last book yes for this story okay yes which That's we should get, says. we should get the ghost from season one, correct? Yes. Jamie's ghost? Okay. Yes. She says she's going to explain that in the 10th book. So that means at that point, Claire and Jamie's story is probably coming to an end, which I'm not, you know, like a finite in. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I'm ready for that yet. You know, I, mean, I know because, at some point they have to die, but yes. And isn't there supposed to be a house fire? Help me remember that. There's a house fire. I believe that that will either come in this season or next season. Okay. Yeah. I had question in my notes. House fire. Yes. Supposedly there's the house a house is built and it's beautiful. So next will be a house fire. Yes. So in the books, the, the reason why Brianna ended up coming back to the past or ended up going to the past is because she came across a newspaper article that told of the deaths of her parents in a house fire. And at the time that she found the newspaper article, I think it was only like within two years that they were going to be dead. Mm -hmm. So she decided to go to the past to warn them about the house fire and to try to, you know, have them take precautions. Don't do this. Don't do that. And then she ends up staying. Now, one thing about this show in regards to the time travel, and we saw this in season two, you can do whatever it is that you think you you can do to try to change the outcome. But history is set. Mm -hmm. And even if you change certain things, certain things are still going to happen. Now, I will say this, the house fire thing in the newspaper article it's going to take an interesting turn if they do it the way that it was done in the books. Okay. So you'll be surprised and it'll be one of those things like, oh, wait, so how did it? Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting connecting those dots. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil that. So no. I'm just going to say that that's an interesting story to be told. So, yeah. Oh, is there anything that we need, anything else we need to discuss? Anything else you want to talk about? Like, it's been like one of the reasons why I started this podcast was because I needed a space to talk about certain shows with people 
that I could because the other podcast that I was doing doesn't cover some of the shows because they focus mostly on sci-fi. My interest mostly lie in fantasy. So Outlander is actually one of the reasons why I started this show. Like I need an outlet so that I can talk about this other than at Dragon Con. And then we went into a damn two year hiatus. I was like, (laughs) you guys are defeating the purpose, but it's here. But it's here. It's here. Yes. First episode, March 6th. It's here. It's here. We have a week. Yes. Um, The person that I live with, whom I'm related to by marriage, asked me, what am I looking forward to? And I'm actually, I told him I'm not looking forward to anything because I know it's going to be a lot of trials and tribulations that they got to go through. And I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for my box of tissues. I'm not ready to be angry. I'm not ready to start throwing things at the television. I'm not ready, but I am ready. I'm just in between. I feel you. I'm the same way. I'm like... (laughs) I'm like, and knowing what should be coming in this season, I'm, I'm and I know, not and ready. I know you, I know it's just like something that Roger said. It's like nothing is easy, right? And nothing is easy for them. And that last scene where right before they show them laying in bed, that mm-hmm. storm, and I'm like, the storm is coming. I don't know what the storm is because I haven't read the books, <sighs> but they just can't have peace. Apparently not. No. Like, I guess that I guess that's, I'm looking that's forward the consequences to of you coming from the future back into the past. Yeah. Like you you bring all of this whatever mm-hmm. with it. Like, I feel like in some ways it's like the time is trying to tell them you're not supposed to be here. Yeah. Go home. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Go home. Like you are you are an anomaly. You are disturbing the force. <laughs> You know, you have to go back home. That's why all these bad things keep happening to you. But Claire's not leaving without Jamie. No, we already know that not. she's done that once. She lived that life without him. And now that she's back, she's like, Mm-mm, not doing and, it. I the only rather... way for her to leave is if he dies. She will leave if he dies. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That will be the only way. That would just be that's the only way. Mm-hmm. Which. I'm not ready to read any of that. No. And for me, their perfect ending would be like the notebook perfect ending where they just die old together in bed. That would be nice. But that's not going to happen. I don't know. That would... I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> that's not going to happen in this world. So it would it would be nice. Yeah. Because I be mean, nice. that, that scene last season where Jamie almost died. When I tell you I was coming undone and in the books is worse. I'm sitting <laughs> He can't die. He can't die. We have more books. We he can't. <laughs> so I knew he wasn't gonna die, but still, the fact that he got that close, mm-hmm. you know, and um, yeah, no, yeah, not ready so. for it. Mm-mm. But I am excited. Yeah, I'm glad. I am. I'm glad, and I'm glad you're gonna be joining me for these talks. Yes. So let me ask you, is Anthony, and I know Anthony is sitting to the side listening to this, just like you do with our podcast. Is he going to be watching it with you? Uh, yes. Okay. So it'll be interesting to make him watch it with me. And sometimes he does it and I'm watching it and I'm like, okay, wait a second. You have to see this scene right here. Let me tell you what happened this episode. He's like, (laughs) okay. It's like I have to share with someone. So I'm glad that we're doing this podcast because I don't have like even my work friends or regular friends. I think I have one person who's watching it, but they're still on season four. Oh, okay. 
So yeah, it it gets weird because Outlander, I feel like is one of the best shows out there on TV. And it's it's kind of like the way I used to be with Supernatural. Like Supernatural was one of the mm-hmm. best shows nobody talked about in the early seasons. Like I would mention the show and people would be like, what's that? I'm like, how do you not know what this show is? Mm-hmm. I'm the same way with Outlander. Like, especially once I got into it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was it. And I'm going to tell you a funny thing. So we were talking last night, uh, my oldest daughter and I, Michaela, who, you know, you've talked. We were sitting watching YouTube videos and it was one of these YouTubers that does, um, she reviews like different things on social media. So her video was about horrible dating app encounters. Mm-hmm. So she's she's listing all of these things, all of these posts that people have posted about dating app encounters. And I'm sitting there looking like, this is horrible. Like I've always said, I would never, ever, ever use a dating app. I was like, because who wants to deal with guys who think like this? And she said, and it was so funny. She said, this is why I'm still single. She said, because I just have it in my mind. She said, if I can't find a real Jamie out there and I just bust out laughing, I said, do you mean Jamie? She said, if I can't find a man who's going to love me like James Alexander, a Malcolm McKenzie Fraser, I don't want it. She was like, that show, he has ruined that for me. Yes. He's ruined mm-hmm. dating for me. I just fell out laughing because I was like, it's, it's, it's you're right. <laughs> she should wait for that. Right. I'm happy to say I have that person right here next to me. <laughs> I mean, I have to say that though. <laughs> yes, I do have that person next to me. But right, you wait for that, Jamie. Yeah, you do. Because and and you think he's great in the show. He's even better in the books. And I mean, yes, there are some problematic things that we've seen with Jamie throughout the years because he is a man of the 1700s. Yeah. So he does have some of those, um, you know, mindsets and thoughts that we've seen, like the whole the whole spanking. Claire, I was thinking when she, that yeah. when she didn't, you know, when she didn't Do obey she him and that yeah. sort of thing. But as he's been with her longer, you know, his mindset has changed and he's become more of a forward thinking man, as opposed to the people in the 1700s, like, oh, okay, your wife doesn't listen to you. You're supposed to beat her and you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to do that. But overall, the romanticism from this character, yes, she writes it in the books. And it's like, I really read those, like, I can't believe that actually found a way to put that on the screen and get somebody who embodies that character so perfectly. Cause when you, you know, there are a lot of people who, when they read the story and they look at the TV show or they look at the movie, they always say that when they read the books, they have their own version of the character in their minds. So even when they see it on screen, that person doesn't translate to who they see in the books. I cannot read any of the outlander books without Sam Hewen being my Mm -hmm. Jamie. Mm-hmm. He just absolutely is even more so than any of the other characters. Like, yeah, I can look and say, okay, yeah, Claire, Brianna and Roger, they all fit very closely. Like the actors, they do a good portrayal of those characters. But like Sam Hewen as Jamie is, that's one of the casting decisions that I'm like, absolutely perfect. Absolutely perfect. He gets it all. He gets the oh. good. He gets the good parts of him. He gets the bad parts of him. He gets the emotion. He gets the anger. Like he encompasses the whole thing. Oh, so it's yeah, great. It is. I'll tell her yes. Please wait. 
please wait. Yeah. Until you find a Jamie. I was just, I was cracking up when she said it because I was not thinking her, like she watches the show with me, but she's not like as into it, into it as I am, you know, but she loves the show. She loves the characters. So when I heard her say that, it just threw me off. Cause I was like, wait, are you, are you talking about Jamie Fraser? She was like, absolutely. Uh, okay. You know, at least you have standards. And that's what she said. She said, I'm not, she said, I have standards now. I'm not lowering, lowering them for anybody. And she told me about an encounter she had with somebody on a dating app. And she was like, um, yeah, no, not doing that anymore. Mm-mm. She was like, this is my standard. If you can't meet these standards, I have no time for you. Okay. So, yeah. And we all need to have standards. Side note, ladies, please have standards. Right. Thank you. Right. And high expectations. Right. That's a whole other show. Yeah. (laughs) That is a whole other show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. But yeah, so I am looking forward to covering Outlander. I'm so glad we'll be able to talk about it. This was the longest, I swear, the longest. I don't think. I don't think I've had another show where, that, you know, that I like that a hiatus has been that long. No, I don't think so. COVID. Oh, I'm, let me tell you, COVID screwed up so much. So much and still is, but. Oh. Yes, because it's it also changes how they're filming things. Mm-hmm. And- characters it, with other characters you're not gonna have large group settings right. some characters don't want to be with other characters then you have you have actors and actresses who are not abiding by whatever rules the studio has and then they don't have the job anymore so then luckily we have not screen. had that on this set <laughs> yes because i have because... heard of other sets where that has happened or because of the filming restrictions you know certain actors can't get to a certain place to film. I mean, that happened with us with the discovery of witches with one of the major characters being recast because of COVID protocols. He couldn't leave his country to go film, you know, Mm -hmm. because this was still in the thick of when things were really, really bad. So thankfully we haven't really had that much of that on this set. Um, I haven't heard about anybody leaving or anybody having any issues, you know, we haven't had any um, anti-vaxxers that, that has been, you know, made known. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it will be hard to recast. It w- Well, first of all, we can't recast Jamie. Absolutely not. Claire. It just will be hard to recast. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't see anyone else. I can't, now when I read the books, I'm going to be imagining the people on the show. Yeah. Because they have really good chemistry, too. You can't they do. You can't just get that with anybody. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the videotape of um, Sam and Katrina's chemistry read when they were auditioning for the parts. Yes, I I watched. It's one of those. It's kind of like you said earlier. You feel like, okay, I'm not supposed to be in this room like like there are people who really shipped them in real life. Like they would make a perfect couple. I was one of those people until I found mm-hmm. out she was dating and, and engaged. I was like, okay, I won't do that anymore. But if it ha- like, I could totally have seen that happen. Like their chemistry is ridiculous, but that's one mm-hmm. of the reasons why the show is so good too, because you, you can feel that on the screen mm-hmm. with not only and them, I- but also the way that they interact with, Brianna and with Roger and everyone else like they have a really good whoever does the casting they they do an excellent job you know even going all the way back to season one though I miss the season one cast like 
I really want to see Dougal and Rupert I and Angus. I miss them. Like we we can't bring them back I from do. the dead or go go to those kind of flashbacks. In, I miss in those the flashbacks. Characters. I miss those characters, especially Rupert and Angus. I miss them so much. But yeah, they they do a really good job with the casting and the, the chemistry between the cast. So I'm looking forward to it. Do it. Seven days. Seven days, March 6th. Yep. So are you gonna stay up really, really late and watch it in the middle of the night? See, I probably because that's also, you know, Sundays is also walking dead day for me. So if I'm not staying up late, then I'll probably get no March 6th. You know what? Yes, I will be watching it early because March 6th is actually a full Walking Dead day for me because I will be in Sonoya doing okay. like one of the tours and uh, Casey and I are doing dinner at Nick and Norman's and we're doing the viewing party and, you know, um, because they're at the tail end of filming the series. So they should be done okay. with filming the series completely at the end of the next month. So, yeah, I will be watching that very early to get it out my system because I'm like chomping at the bit for Outlander. Like, I think this week mm-hmm. I'm going to go back and rewatch the previous season just to kind of refresh my memory. I'll probably not watch the Claire episode just because of how hard that was, but I may also watch it just because I, I need to see that whole scene where Jamie says, kill them all. Kill them like, all. that was such a powerful scene and for Fergus and Roger to also like they've never really killed anybody like Roger had never killed anybody I don't think Fergus had either I think Fergus yeah Fergus hadn't either I don't think so I don't think so so the fact that they got pulled into that and they were like okay yeah this we're doing okay this we're doing Mm -hmm. it's just like I said it's one of those powerful scenes so yeah I think I'm going to do a rewatch of the season and then I probably We'll stay up Saturday night, like peeling my eyes open, trying to wait until it hits. Hopefully it hits at midnight, but knowing the way that they've been doing things, it'll probably be 3 a.m. That way it releases simultaneously on the East Coast and the West Coast. But yeah, Saturday Saturday will probably be a late night for me. Yeah. And see, it's a party weekend because it's my mom's birthday. So we won't be here. And I need to have my time to watch (laughs) it. So pretty much I'm not going to get to watch it until Sunday night where everyone is in bed and I can sit in the dark and watch it. That's okay, because that means that we'll get to talk about it probably Monday. (laughs) Right. Um, I'm going to rewatch season five again. I actually rewatched the last episode today, not knowing that that is the clear episode. So when it was starting and I'm like, okay, she was walking into her home and I'm thinking, wait a second. I thought this was in the middle of the season. No. So I've just watched that episode. Okay. So So you don't need to rewatch it again. I don't need to rewatch it. Mm -mm. No, but I'm going to rewatch the other episodes leading up to that. That's just like, that's just like going back to um, season one, season two, like, the the jail episodes with black jack randall and jamie yeah like yes. i think i watched those a few times and then after that i was like yeah i don't need to no, watch, watch these episodes ever again it's just it yeah like you said you feel like you're right there in the room mm-hmm. and and the way again acting, the acting was fantastic it was brilliant. fantastic brilliant 
I don't understand um, how Sam Hewen has never been nominated, much less won an award for his role on Outlander. Travesty. It's horrible. It horrible. But that's a whole other conversation. So how many times have you rewatched Outlander? Um, seasons one, season one to current season seasons one and two. I know I've probably watched maybe about seven or eight times each. Okay. Season three, probably four. And then seasons four and five. I haven't, I've only watched those. Like I think season four, I may have watched maybe twice. And then season five. I may have watched that one twice too because I did a rewatch last summer because okay. I was like, God, we got to wait another year. Okay, let me watch it. So, yeah, um, I usually do like what I usually do with shows that have multiple seasons before the new season starts. I usually binge watch all the seasons before it. And then TV just decided to get really good and put all of these new and absolutely great shows. So I haven't done something like that in years like i used to do it with the walking dead i used to sit mm-hmm. there and binge watch all the seasons up until the new season but we're in season 11 now i don't have the time, time to, go to watch seasons one through ten but i have been watching them like i started last summer i started with uh season one and i kind of got up to like season five and then i'll just watch clips every once in a while on youtube if i'm feeling in the mood so there are times when i'm just like okay, I don't have time to watch a full season. Let me go watch some Outlander clips. So I'll watch like some of the really good clips like Claire's reunion with Jamie when she sees Fergus for the first time after she comes back. Um, her reunion with Brianna after Brianna has met Jamie for the first time. I'll watch some of those scenes. Um, if I'm in a really pensive mood or I really want to be sad, I'll go and watch the clip for Faith when Claire's coming back from the hospital after she miscarries and mm-hmm. Fergus is helping her out the carriage. And I don't know something about those clips, even as sad as they are, they give me comfort because of how well acted they are. And you just feel mm-hmm. all of the emotion in it. So I do that every once in a while. I'll be like, okay, I don't know why I feel like making myself cry at 4.30 in the morning, but here I am. <laughs> Let me watch that scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've so, done season one through four, four times. Okay. And actually season five, probably twice. Okay. Because when it came out and then I'll rewatch the episode. So I will go back and rewatch everything. So just season five, just twice. Okay. So- that's why I'm like, I don't remember much. I just remember the key things. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I'll just watch a watch mojo of the top 10. Oh, yeah. I do that too. Or find someone who does, <laughs> find someone who just takes all the nice scenes of Jamie and Claire to some background music and I'll just watch those. Yes, too. I do that too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, I'm looking forward to the new season. I want, I, I really just, I need to see how they're going to do what they're going to do, especially the whole Christie storyline. Mm-hmm. Because that kind of, I won't say it drags on. It's not that it drags on, but that storyline is so complicated with what happens with those characters and how they tie into Jamie and Claire that, like I said, I feel like it needs to go into the next season because of how extensive it is. 
Now they may find a way to wrap it up in the seven episodes. I really hope they don't because that's one of those storylines I feel deserves to be delved into very deeply. Mm-hmm. You know, because like I said, they call the the Christies cause some chaos. And then there are things that happen as a result of this Christie storyline that is chaos for other characters on the ridge. And it's just, yeah, I I hope they do that properly. But I've never seen anything um on this show where I'm like, oh, they didn't do that right. Right. I'm thinking so, they have done everything from listening to others who have read the book mm-hmm. especially going to the those panels it seems like everything has d- been done properly mm-hmm. so if we continue on this path then they will have a, a way of putting it on screen that makes sense and it's concise but still get all the drama that you was reading i can't wait till we get to those episodes and i hear a reaction because <laughs> that's going to be one of those i think you're going to be messaging me like oh my god what did i just watch like what oh, I can't just happened? It. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Good, it's gonna be interesting. So, um, yeah. So we're gonna be talking about Outlander starting yes. next week. So continue to watch this space, and um, I'm glad Michelle is gonna be joining us. This is going to be fun. So uh, for now, that's it for our show. You can find us online at www.phantomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Phantom Hybrid. You can watch our videos on YouTube and listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.